Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Feminine Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Margie Connor. I'm a life coach, astrologer, and the creator of Feminine Astrology. I hope everybody's doing been doing well. I have been super inconsistent with this podcast, and I apologize for that, but I just think that everything comes in exactly at the time that it needs to. Um, this is a bit of a different episode. It, you know, my love is astrology and feminine astrology has become my passion. It's something that I'm working on this book, have this podcast, doing these readings, yada, yada, yada. But recently in the last couple of weeks, for some reason, human design has come to the forefront of my practice. So I practice human design. I offer readings, but it's very much something I don't advertise. If people find it on my website, I will do it. I am not particularly drawn to it. I get it very I get it very intuitively. It made a lot of sense to me. I started studying it about 3 years ago. It has tremendously changed my life. I mean, I I use human design for my practice. I use it in my personal life. I use it in my relationships. But it's not something that I am particularly excited to do charts towards or for or whatever. But for some reason in the last, I would say month, for every one feminine astrology reading that I've been doing, I'll have 10 human design readings. And I don't know why it's the case, but I was just going with it and getting more curious about maybe why I was being called here, why I wasn't totally lit up by it, what was happening. Because it was seeming that the universe was taking me down this path of diving more into human design. Um, And it's quite the rage I think everywhere in the world people are are quite excited about it Um, astrology is a little bit more um, I guess people are used to it it's kind of been around forever human design is kind of making an appearance especially with people like Jenna Zoe really popularizing it with her app etc so uh, the reason I want to make this podcast was number one to just talk about what human design is and why it's helpful but then also because I've been doing so many human design charts I have figured out a way to do human design in a line with what I know with astrology. And I really wanted to put it out in the world because I was doing a lot of Googling, kind of seeing if people use this with human design. And it's not that they don't. So I'm not going to say I made it up, but it's just that I think it's a different perspective of human design that is now totally transforming my readings with my clients and just really, really lighting me up and making me excited, which is why I created this podcast was to put stuff out that I just wanted to talk about and was really exciting for me. Um, Again, following my human design, which is my emotional authority. So the premise of human design is basically that there are, we're shifting into a new paradigm where time and space are sped up. Um, We're all here for a spiritual purpose to help the energy shift into a higher vibration. Uh, We all have a specific job that we are supposed to do to make that happen. And by us living in alignment with our design, we help make that shift, even if it looks totally different than what we think we should be doing. Um, Human design is a combination of the Kabbalah, the I Ching, quantum physics, and astrology. And so basically the idea is at the time of your birth, there was a certain vibration and frequency in the air and our cells were filled with that. And then as we grow up, we become conditioned by our parents, society, school, friends, people around us to question our own intuition and that original vibration. And then as we go on an inner journey, it could be with human design, could just be on your own. We start to come back to that original vibration. And human design is basically a cheat sheet of what that vibration looks like. 
Um, in human design, there are five major energy types. Uh, 7% of the population are what they call manifestors. And these are essentially people who are here to channel and bring down and initiate new concepts that help us shift into the new paradigm of a higher spiritual existence. And then 70% of the population are made up of generators or manifesting generators. And these people are essentially supposed to tune into these initiated ideas of the manifestors, what the manifestors have brought down and then decide what lights them up. This doesn't mean they can't create their own thing, but it's tuning into a collective consciousness that was created by an urge that a manifestor had. Um, And then they're meant to put their energy into that. Manifesting generators are meant to do multiple things, have their hands in many different pots that light them up. Generators are sort of supposed to have a little bit of a more focused energy. It doesn't mean they have to do one thing, but everything in their life will be happening for the support of this major thing that they're doing. 20% of the population are projectors. That's what I am. We are what they call non-energy beings. Um, And essentially we are here to help guide and tweak and refine systems to help everyone in the world do things in a much more efficient way. And so often you see projectors in um, like consulting, something like that, or therapy, they're healers, things like that, because they're not supposed to be using their energy to produce something. Manifestors, I should also clarify, are also non-energy beings. Um, So we have manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, and then 1% of the population are reflectors. And basically what their job here to do is to reflect back to society if the atmosphere around them is working or if things need to be changed. I'm not going to get too into reflectors because they are very rare. I've done readings for reflectors, but I'm not going to get as into it because it's a little bit harder to comprehend. That's just a sort of basic makeup. If you want to get your human design chart on my website, I have a free um, free software for it. You just go to thenewlifecoaching.com and then under services, you can get, uh, get your free human design chart or on my homepage, just scroll down and there's a link for getting your free human design chart. Um, so basically, depending on what your energy type is. We all have a different strategy that we are supposed to go about in the world. For manifestors, they're here to initiate and to initiate their intuition. For generators and manifesting generators, they are here to respond to what their intuitive pings tell them or what the world around them tells them to do or prompts them to do. Projectors are here to wait for the invite and then reflectors, a little bit different, but I mean, yeah, they're, supposed to we won't get into reflectors as much it's a little bit more complicated um and we also have emotional versus non-emotional again I'm not going to use this as a podcast to just like explain everything about human design but that's kind of the premise of it is with your human design chart you can see more about your purpose more about your gifts and um how you are supposed to manifest that in the world. It doesn't mean that your human design chart is going to tell you what your job should be. It's not going to tell you that you need to be a hairstylist or a therapist or a stunt double or something like that, but it's going to help you understand what your gifts are and then it give you a cheat sheet of where you can trust your intuition and where it comes from, what to listen to, and how to trust your bodily pings. So as 
you know, I think if you're listening to this podcast, astrology really is my passion. It's something that I would say I'm, well, I definitely don't know as much as I'd like to know, but I know a decent amount about enough to what I would call myself an expert in some areas. I think with astrology, it's such a vast, a vast practice that you really are never an expert because there's always more to learn. There's always more to interpret, but within reason, I know a lot about astrology. So I've been doing human design readings and I find them to be not super exciting to do because they don't allow, at least for me, a lot of intuitive channeling, which is really what I love about astrology. To me, when I look at a chart, it is a portal into the psyche, the window of the psyche. Yeah, of course, I've done tons of research and tons of studying to understand what planets mean and all of that. But really, when I look at a chart, it's coming from somewhere else and I'm channeling something, bringing down information that I need to. When I do a human design chart, it's a little bit more me repeating what I've read and then making inferences based on how things are connected and et cetera, and kind of giving people a more cookie cutter, like, okay, your arrows are here, your channels are here, they're connected this, this is how this center releases. And I mean, it's very, very helpful information. It's just not quite as exciting because I think that one of my gifts, also based on my human design chart, is my openness and ability to receive downloads. So for some reason, I really felt called to start to look at, when you look at a human design chart, there are two sides where there's panels with planets and then the gates. The gates are essentially gifts. They represent the 64 energies of the universe or the 64 energies of the I Ching. We all have different ones that are lit up, which means that we have different access to these energies. So when I was doing the human design charts, I really was just kind of bored. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but I mean, I was, I was just kind of like, okay, this, these are your gates. You know, this is how you release pressure from the center. This is how your channels work together. This is how your centers communicate. This is where you have to be have awareness of how to release other people's energy, yada, yada, yada. Um, there's a lot more to it. I don't, I don't want to just make it sound like it, like it's something that I was not doing out of joy for people. It, like I said, it just didn't have that intuitive nature that I wanted. So kind of just out of curiosity and exploration, I started to focus less on the actual chart and more on the planets that were on the side of the human design chart. And I was looking at the gates that were connected to the planets. So when you look at a human design chart, there are two panels around the actual chart. Now, because I am so familiar with astrology and I understand the energies of the planets so fully, I started to look at what gates sat with each planet. So for example, I really started to look at where the North Node was, where the South Node was, where Saturn was, and particularly Chiron. And all of a sudden, that intuitive channel that I could feel when I read astrology charts was now coming through for human design. And it was giving me a much different approach to my human design readings. Um, Again, I don't want to say that I made this up. I'm just saying that this is something that I discovered, maybe accidentally. Maybe people have done it before. Don't come for me if if you've heard this done or if you've taken a human design course and they, they taught you this. Um, so I started looking at things differently. For example, I know that Saturn really rules fear. It's our karmic lessons. It's the things that we came to work on. Um, and it's often what holds us back in life. And so I would look at the energy of a gate that was sitting there 
And if you had gate, let's say, um, 57, yeah, 57 is the gate of intuition or 59, 59 or 57, I can't remember, but is the gate of intuition. Even though in your human design chart, you should have consistent access to that energy. If it's sitting where Saturn is, I know intuitively from working with Saturn that there's resistance wherever Saturn was. And all of a sudden, this was painting a much bigger picture for me because I was reading charts to people saying, okay, yeah, yeah, you have access to gate 57. It's in your incarnation cross. You can channel it very easily. It's something that you have access to. But then I was realizing, but if it's sitting where Saturn is, it actually means that there's a massive amount of resistance around it. And there's fear in embracing this gate. So I started to look at the shadow of the gate and share that with my clients. And that was actually where it was resonating a lot more. I was doing the same thing with the North Node. So this, let's just make up a chart. The Let's say North Node is at um, gate eight, which is the gate of contribution. So if someone has gate eight in your chart, I would assume that they, they have an ability to create, to give very productive, constructive contribution to community to help them shift consciousness. But the North Node represents what we are learning to embody and what is very foreign to us. And it was creating a resistance in me because I was like, okay, so based on what I've read in human design and the studying that I've done, this person should have very easy access to this gate. But if it is relating to the North Node, it is actually something that they are super unfamiliar with. So I was starting to look at the South Node and the south node is an energy where we have an abundance of it. It's something that we have used way too much of in our lives. And we need to get away from it a little bit more. So let's say the person had the gate of rationalization on their south node and the gate of contribution on their north node. What that would tell me is that they are learning to contribute something. They actually don't have an abundance of energy to give this to the world. There is a resistance in them to do it. And so if I'm telling someone, oh, yeah, you're really great at making creative contributions and you have a gift for it, the gift is blocked. The gift is blocked by the South Node and there's a hero's journey that comes in releasing it. So I just wanted to share this perspective because it's a new one and one that I'm very excited to start to use with my clients and put out into the world. I hope that this wasn't just a tangent that made no sense to people. Um because I think it's a really, really helpful way to marry human design and astrology. Um, human design has totally changed the trajectory of my life. Um, and like I said, it's really coming up with my clients. Uh, and I wanted to offer a different perspective of how you can look at your chart. So if you've been studying astrology your whole life, you have a leg up when it comes to human design because you understand these planetary placements. Now, in human design, since there are two sides, we have our design chart, and then we also have our um, personality chart. Essentially, our human design chart is made up of two. 87 days before you were born, they say that's when the soul inhabits the body. And that is what they call your unconscious chart. So whatever the chart was for that day makes up the unconscious side of your personality. Now, if you are born 87 days later, that is what we call our conscious personality. And 
the two charts from those two days come together to make your human design chart, which means that all of the gates are sitting on different planet, planets based on the two different days. So for example, if you have Saturn sitting on, or uh, the gate of contribution is sitting on Saturn um, on your conscious day, but then on uh, your design date, the gate of intuition is sitting on Saturn. What that tells me is that there's a subconscious fear of trusting your intuition, which has now created fear in trusting the contributions that come to you intuitively. Same with Chiron. If you have, let's say you have the gate of provocation, I can't say the word provocation, sitting on Chiron, it means that there has been wounds around your skill of provoking people, which will create resistance in it. I, like I said, I really hope this is making sense because it's totally coming from um, an excited, intuitive place of just pulling all of this stuff together and wanting to get it out into the world and offering a different perspective. Um, because I really think, I think I'm onto something here and I'm going to own that, that human design is made up of astrology, but perhaps more than even we look at. I, I've had human design readings and I've never had someone look at my chart from this perspective or really pay much attention to what the planetary alignments are. And I don't think it's because they didn't want to. I just think it's because if you don't have an astrology background where you truly understand the power of the planets within the psyche, you don't understand how much they could stop those gates from living their purpose. So if your gate sits at on your Venus, so if your Venus gate is, let's say, uh, 59 or no, sorry, 55, which is the gate of sexuality, that is going to be amplified. And there's going to be so much abundance and freedom around that. And so that gate is actually going to be much more accessible to you than the one that sits on your Saturn. Furthermore, this started to get me thinking about the aspects and thinking about if your Venus is square your Saturn in your astrology chart and then looking at your Saturn and your Venus gates in your human design chart there isn't going to be that same abundance that Venus usually offers because Saturn is impacting it so I am now starting to do these readings using their astrology and their human design so the thing with human design readings that could be a little bit tricky is that in human design you're really kind of taught that your energy type is the single most important attribute. And it's the thing that you should really focus on. Like until you have your energy and your authority and your strategy down, you really shouldn't graduate onto the gates, the arrows, the channels, the centers, anything like that, because they're pretty irrelevant. If you can't follow your strategy and authority, it doesn't really matter what your gates are. Because if you follow your strategy and authority and your energy type, naturally you will live out your human design chart in its highest expression. Our incarnation cross is what we call our life theme or our life path. It's essentially the energy that we bring into the world and that we're rising into. I really um, equate the incarnation cross to the ascendant in astrology. Our ascendant is something that for many of us, we might not relate to in our youth, but as we get older, we learn to embody it because it's the projection that we put out into the world. Um, and a lot of us grow into it. For example, 
if you have cancer rising when you're younger, you might really reject cancerian qualities. But as you get older, you lean more into them and then you're okay with being that soft, empathetic healer in the world. So if you have the, let me think of an example. Um, I'll just use my chart. I have the right angle cross of the unexpected. So for me, I always wanted certainty and I wanted to, I didn't like that I didn't, wasn't able to plan things out and to figure them out. But as I've gotten older, I have been more okay with living the fact that my life will always be filled with unexpected surprises. And I actually have to plan for the unexpected to bring me all of my virtues. It's hard. I'm learning to do it. It's not like a walk in the park, but slowly but surely it's happening. And I see this with a lot of incarnation crosses that it's, there are some skills that come to people naturally, just like it would with your ascendant. For example, if you're a cancer ascendant, you're probably going to be a naturally extremely empathetic person. You're going to feel other people's emotions. And that's just something that if it's in your shadow, that's sad, but it it's just a part of your makeup. The part you might struggle to grow into is being seen that way and being okay with being received in that way. And that's what I see with the incarnation cross is it's something that we know we have, but we haven't totally accepted that that is what we're here to do. Um, I was just doing someone's chart who has the left angle cross of uncertainty. So basically that incarnation cross is you are here to show people the value of material wealth and um, yeah, what material wealth and success can do to support inner spiritual growth. And the hero's journey with that cross is being okay with the fact that you're good at managing financial resources and not viewing them as unspiritual. So, I mean, everything in the spiritual realm has a degree of growth behind it and nothing is easy. Um, and that's why I really felt that I wanted to come on and share this different perspective into human design because I know so many people are looking at their own charts that just because you have a gate defined in your chart, it's more important to look at the gate, the planet that that gate is connected to, because there may be a major amount of resistance in your psyche around this gate. And if that gate is a part of, let's say your incarnation cross, you are hitting that resistance all the time. And it's going to stop you from being able to live your purpose. Human design really does help you understand what your purpose is. But I was just feeling that there was something that wasn't making sense. It wasn't fully integrating into me. And my curious mind started to figure this out. And like I said, I don't want to say that I made this up. It very much could be something that people do in human design. It's not something I've ever, I've ever come across. But I don't want to get into an argument about that. This is just something that I'm offering and that I'm putting out into the world. And that I will now be using in all my human design readings. Because... I think that it gives a deeper view into the psyche. You know, the thing that I've always liked about astrology is it's less about the body and more about how our psyche is really where everything lives. For example, in astrology, I mean, if you have, um, let's say Mars opposition Venus, or um, that's a bad example. Let's say Mars opposition moon. You could be somebody who really rejects your feeling nature and you only embody your very masculine hot-headed fiery drive because of that opposition but then in your life you will attract people who are so much in their feeling nature to reflect back to you what you are rejecting so that 
psychological aspect of astrology was always such a draw for me. And it was missing in human design because human design is much more based in the body. It's about using your mind to help you trust the intuitive pings that come through your body. But now what I feel is by leaning more into the gates that the planets are sitting on and the aspects to them, you can marry the psyche with the physical body, which is really where true trauma healing comes from. You know, in my work, so typically what I do with clients is I start with an astrology reading. I mean, I've started with human design readings, but that's not usually how things go. We start with a, an astrology reading and then we start working together on a weekly basis doing trauma healing. I do a lot of somatic breath work, energy work, um, uh, counseling, things like that. And through that process, we start to allow the psyche to release through the body. And what I'm feeling intuitively is this human design link to astrology is really the way that we can start to release things on a somatic level. Because if we're looking at where each gate sits, so let's say your Saturn gate sits in your root chakra. Saturn represents fear. To me, that tells me that you're holding fear around embodying this energy that you naturally have access to. And so by going into the body and starting to release that, we can actually live it fully. Again, I'm really afraid that when I look, listen back to this podcast, it's going to make no sense at all because I'm just channeling and sort of talking without thinking, letting it come through me. But I really hope that this is something that you guys are getting excited about who are listening to and seeing a different perspective, excited to get a reading, excited to look at your own charts. Because same thing, you know, um, there is uh, something called medical or they do medical astrology or herbal, herbal astrology, which is essentially using your planetary placements to understand the effects on the physical body. And uh, Mars, Pluto, and Saturn in particular are considered malefics, which create disease in the body, distress, something along those lines, especially if they're negatively aspected. So my connection to that would be if you have Mars sitting in your solar plexus. So if you're looking at your human design chart, you're looking off on the side to see what gate sits on top of Mars let's say it's gate um, 55. If you're looking at gate 55, that's in the solar plexus. So what that tells me is that you are holding possibly anger deep within your solar plexus. Mars really is that fiery rage um, and could be creating distress. That's not allowing you to fully embody the gate which the gate 55 is all about sexuality. So it's intimacy, creating intimacy with people. So perhaps an early childhood impression could have created some rage that's really not allowing you to embody this gift fully. And then if we look at the astrology chart, we could look at the aspects to Mars and the planets connected to Mars that might be amplifying this. Now, if you have a harmonious Mars placement, I would actually say the opposite, that this gate is has a lot of power and drive and energy behind it. But if this Mars is squaring Uranus, that could create a huge amount of distress and tells me that there was maybe some sort of traumatic experience in early life where there was fear that was held in the solar plexus. Same thing with the root. If you have a if you have your Chiron gate sitting in your root, especially if Chiron is negatively aspected, your deepest wounding and fears are going to be locked up in there. 
And so you're not able to access the energy of the root chakra, which is all about growth and healthy stress, healthy adrenaline. So I could even see that as being fatigue issues or adrenaline issues. In the spleen, if we have a Saturn gate sitting in the spleen, what that would tell me is that there is fear around trusting the pings of the physical body. There is karma that is being held in your body, not really allowing you to um, trust your intuition. So I don't really know what I'm going to do with this. I just know that I want to put it out in the world for people to start to receive, to start to look at their charts, maybe to get readings, to explore more. Um, Just a reminder, all my readings are donation-based. I don't charge. I mean, typically people donate somewhere between 100 to 300, whatever you can give. Um, And I do this because I want it to be available to everybody. And I want to share a gift that I was given. I mean, I don't really know where this gift came from. It was just something that I got blessed with this life and I truly trust in the abundance of the universe that it's going to provide for me, which maybe is foolish, but it hasn't failed me yet. So like I said, I'm just putting this out there to receive. I would love to hear feedback if this is something that you've worked with before or you've been curious about. Um, I just think it could be something really exciting and I can't wait to do more charts to offer this. Perhaps I'm kind of thinking that I might make some workshop where teach people about this because I'm all about teaching astrology. That's kind of my, my MO. I eventually want to get away from reading and just get into teaching. Um, but yeah, I'm going to close this podcast up and this, I'm going to go back and listen to it and hope that you guys are able to follow along. If you have any questions or this excites you, please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram. I'm the.new.life.coach. You can also email me at margieconnor at thenewlifecoaching.com. My website is thenewlifecoaching.com. So appreciative of everybody who has gotten human design heart readings from me and um, continues to. And also feminine astrology is always here. I'm still doing it. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus from posting on Instagram, but I, yeah, everything is happening in the way it should. I'm going to be launching a really exciting Another feminine astrology workshop in the next couple weeks. Um, And also, if you are local to the Phoenix area, uh, my lovely friend Madeline McDonald and I are going to be doing a red tent ceremony, which is super exciting. Um, There'll be more information about that. I'll probably shout that out on the podcast at some point and also on my Instagram, which will essentially be a women's circle. Um, Maybe I'll do a podcast on the history of the red tent and why we're calling it that. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening and I hope to hear from you soon. I'm so appreciative that you listen to this podcast and you support it and I hope you're learning something beautiful from it and I will talk to you soon. Have a beautiful week.